You're listening to the Ascension Roundtable Podcast, Episode 64, NFP Baby. How much do you know about natural family planning? Today, nurse practitioner Alex DeRose gets real about NFP, a topic that can be uncomfortable to discuss and therefore often avoided. But it doesn't have to be that way. Not only does Alex provide an overview to help you explain NFP to others, she answers specific questions about the Creighton model, NAPRO technology, and explains why NFP is not Catholic birth control. Whether this is the first time you've heard about NFP, or you consider yourself to be an NFP expert, this episode will prepare you to speak about natural family planning to anyone you may encounter within or outside of your parish. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we've got another special guest with us today, Alex DeRose. Alex, did I say that correctly? Because I thought it was DeRose for a very long time, and I was corrected DeRose, and I thought they were lying to me. But that person was your husband, so I took him. (laughs) (laughs) I would go with that then. (laughs) Okay, so it is DeRose. All right. So Alex is a fertility care practitioner of the Creighton Model System of Family Planning. And she's also a family nurse practitioner receiving training in NAPRO technology. And so we're going to talk about one of those topics that just people can't get enough of out there in the church today, NFP, baby, coming at you. So Alex is a mom of two, soon to be three boys, and uh, also wife to Nick DeRose, who if you've seen any of our videos, he was probably the person behind the camera directing it and or editing it. So uh, you can thank him through her for that. So Alex, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're super excited to have you. Um, So what did I miss? Tell me a little more about um, you and your family and what you do and and why this is such a, this topic is so close to your heart. Oh yeah. No, that was a perfect introduction. You said all of those hard terms perfectly. So thank you. (laughs) Practice. (laughs) Yes. So yes. So the whole topic of, of NFP and Specifically, the the Crichton model, which we'll get into, is really close to my heart. Um, I we Nick and I learned about NFP when we were engaged, and we specifically were taught through this method that I teach now. So um, that kind of started me on my personal journey that I can get a little bit more into, and I just became passionate through my medical training to educate women, you know, Catholics and non-Catholics, just how how much. there's just missing out there in the world and specifically in the Catholic Church. Um, I, I really just became so passionate in sharing this message and um, so was blessed enough to be able to become trained in this method of, of the Creighton model specifically. Um, actually, only just last year, I just finished my training, which is awesome. Wow, congratulations. So, yes, so we have been users and now teachers um, of this, you know, NFP method. And and like I said, I'm just really excited to get this message out. So, let me ask you this: What are some other types of? Uh, I'm not even sure the right what the right terms are to use, but like there's there's NFP, National Family Planning, then you've got the Creighton model. You have other models also. Can you tell me the difference in like what does Creighton mean? Who in NAPRO? What does NAPRO stand for? What does that mean? Yes, absolutely. So when we talk about natural family planning, really natural family planning is a term that we use as just a general title. For now, the scientific, the natural, and the moral methods of family planning that can help married couples either achieve or postpone a pregnancy. So 
within within the Catholic Church, um, there you know really are many different methods, Alan, um, that you know a couple can use to discern. And the great thing now that we have all these scientific advances, you know, you, you can really discern a method that kind of fits for you and and your mm. family. Um, and w- how they work is, you know, you you learn the woman's natural biological markers that we can talk about, and you use that information, that God-given information, to make decisions of, of planning your family. Great. Yeah, it's, um, I just want to give a shout-out, not a shout-out, but a, um, uh, what do I want to give? I want to give props? No, I want to, I want to let the guys know out there that it was really cool in, my wife and I practice NFP. Um, full disclosure, Alex is a friend of my wife's as well. And um, and I got to say, being uh, a practitioner of NFP and having friends who practice NFP and knowing my wife's um, biological system, clock, and all those things like that you learn in the class was just very enlightening. And like it was really, it was actually quite awe inspiring to see how God has created woman to be a mother. Um, it was just, it was just super cool. And, um, and it's great to have friends like Alex and Nick who practice NFP because then you can use terms like cervical mucus at the dinner table and people don't freak out because <laughs> yes. it's just, it's just a natural thing. So anyway, it's, um, I just want to let you guys know that not to be afraid of it. If you're like, just, just embrace it, man. Embrace the awkward because it's worth it. It's awesome. No, I love that you said that. And there's there's so many things I'm thinking from that statement. Um, I mean, the, the first thing is if you're new at this or if, you know, natural family planning isn't a part of your life right now, it it is so natural, like you're saying. But um, kind of the, the unfortunate thing or the thing that we're trying to change is how it doesn't come natural to us in the beginning or even as mm. women now, you know. It's not something that—, that we're even taught, even as my medical training through becoming a nurse and a nurse practitioner, um, you know, that we're not really aware of this God-given um, changes and flows to our cycles, and let, let alone men knowing this. So, um, so you know, it, it doesn't always come natural to women and couples in the beginning. But the beauty of it is that as you learn about this and as you talk about this, you see mm-hmm. the, the natural in it and you see the beauty and, and the good of it. And that's one of my favorite things that I love about being a teacher and being able to share this information is, um, you know, just just learning that these these seasons of fertility and these these flows that are, you know, God-given within our cycles that we can learn about and, and then take advantage of um, are, like you said, natural and become easier to understand. Yeah, I think it was Patrick Coffin that I heard him say once on, uh, on his radio show that it's funny how we go. You go to the doctor when you have something wrong with you to get something fixed. And so people go to the doctor to get prescribed birth control, but they're not, there's they're not fixing anything. It's like birth is a natural, it's, what am I trying to say here? There's nothing broken in order to have some prescribed to avoid it or to pre- prevent it. And so what am I trying to say here? You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. Uh, you probably know what I'm trying to say better than I do, but. No, absolutely. And I mean, you know, that's that's definitely something we can we can get into for sure. I mean, you know, we can even just talk about that's an advantage of using a, a natural system. Um, to plan your family, and that's of course, you know, in in line with the Catholic Church when we talk about birth control. Um, and and you're exactly right. You know, unfortunately, um, you know, if we want to get into just how how that is become such a major um, a major component in our medical system right now, 
um, you know, using birth control specifically for in the in the gynecological field and, and women's health. Um, you know, the birth control pill has really become the main almost one of the main standards um, of care that physicians are trained to go to. Um, so and, and, and often for for family planning and often for even other women's health issues. So, you know, most women are just not a, even aware that these other alternatives exist mm. and specifically Catholics mm. um, are not aware. So by being able to present to them, you know, that you can you can learn your body you can learn, you know, how God created your 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 feminine genius of your female cycle, <laughs> you know, and you can use that information. And you don't need to be afraid of of your fertility, um, you know, by by needing to resort to birth control is a that's great is a big. And I guess we should say too that if if there's somebody out there that is on birth control, um, it's not a, if you're if you've been prescribed birth control, you're not in a state of mortal sin because you're using birth control for for some medical reasons. I think it's important to to state that up front. Um, but but know that there are other options for you. I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, that that's actually great, and and it's a it's a really um, can be a touchy topic to get into to to get into the birth control because it is so prevalent. And like you said, that's a great point to bring up. So. That there's there's an ethical question there that we that we talk about um, that's directed in the church's teachings um, about the therapeutic use. We call it the the question of the therapeutic use of the pill, is what we call it. So there are different um, reasons that that are could be morally approved by the Catholic Church that could be considered therapy that a woman could be using um, birth control. Um, but you know from the um, teaching from the Catholic Church on birth regulation, which is called Humanae Vitae, you know, an encyclical that came out from from our from our church a couple decades ago. Um, there is an, an immoral sense of using birth control with planning our family. And what we want to talk about with natural family planning is we want to talk about having every every act that a man and woman is coming together. So every act of of intimacy, you know, remaining open to life. So when we're using birth control or, um, you know, we're using any of these barriers to to interfere with the possibility of a new life, um, you know, that's not that's not what God is is intending for us. And, um, you know, that that would be, you know, taking that control aspect out of it and and, um, you know, using what we talk about contraception, you know, using a contraceptive to block a possible transmission of life. So. The, the awesome thing about natural family planning is that we're working with the woman's designed cycle and we're learning when she can possibly have a new life and when she can possibly. And then there are times that God has created where we will are not able to conceive, which is actually most times of the month that women are, are generally not aware of. You know, most times of the month we're not able to actually get pregnant. So when we learn what those times are, and then, you know, a, a husband and wife can, can plan, you know, to avoid a pregnancy and have, have, you know, intimacy on those times of the month. And that would be, you know, a moral use of the methods. Gotcha. Um, and that's where I think some confusion comes in that people think it is, um, like the old school rhythm method. Yes. So can you talk just briefly about what 
the differences in natural family planning versus like the rhythm method? Yes, NFP now is not the rhythm method. And if we're lucky, yes. you'll get to use cervical mucus again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. No, this is really big because uh, there's definitely, you know, maybe a fear factor of getting into using natural family planning because of thinking that, you know, the, the rhythm method is just kind of guessing or what the rhythm method really was, was using a calendar date. So, you know, predicting that a, a woman is going to have her cycle this time, therefore she's going to be fertile this time. Um, and it even used to follow the, the lunar cycle of the moon and, and all of these things. So we know now with science that a woman's cycle is pretty much never the same <laughs> month to month. Okay. So, and this is the beauty of really the beauty of the feminine cycle and the feminine genius, you know, just like seasons, see, just like the seasons of the calendar year, like uh, no spring is ever the same each year, right? Mm -hmm. No summer is ever the same. And just like that, there there is an internal clock within the woman where we go through a winter season, spring and fall almost every month. And they really are never the same. And that is natural and normal for that to happen. So instead of using just a date calendar to say, okay, it rained this April 3rd. So next year, April 3rd, it's going to rain. We know we don't do that anymore. Same thing with with using, you know, fertility awareness and natural family planning. We look at each day what's going on on that specific day, and we use that information to make decisions pretty much on a day-by-day -day basis using that scientific evidence of that day. Excellent. Man, it's like you're trained in this or something. <laughs> um, so... I think I want to ask you like the different methods. What what is it? What are methods that are approved by the church? Um, yeah, how do I how do I ask you that? Yeah, that's like kind of I know it is it is a little bit of a strange question because there's not there's not like these are the methods that are approved. You know, there's not a specific thing that that we go to that we have a, a you know just like we don't have a specific list of reasons. We don't have a specific list of methods approved. Um, you know. Um, Humana Vitae, the, the, the encyclical on birth regulation, states, here's a, here's a direct quote, if therefore there are well-grounded reasons for spacing births arising from physical or psychological condition of the husband or wife or from external circumstances, the church teaches that married couples may then take advantage of the natural cycles imminent in the reproductive system and engage in marital intercourse during those times that are infertile, thus controlling birth. Um, and then, you know, also the catechism talks about um, states that spouses may may wish to space births of their children, um, you know, and we can get a little bit into that. So my point is that there's not a specific, these are the methods approved. The church just guides us in saying we can take advantage of our natural cycle and, and we can learn times that are fertile and infertile, and that's up to us as a couple. So any method that is going to teach us about our times of fertility or infertility is quote unquote approved. Um, you know, when we talk about um, what contraception is or what is not natural family planning, what is not, you know, using blocking any form of life, that would be something that is, you know, quote unquote, not approved or, or would be immoral, you know? So that would be, you know, any, anything that we talked about that would fall under contraception, the birth control pill, using a barrier method like condoms, um, you know, using a withdrawal method, anything that would possibly interact with the full, um, you know, active intercourse. So, so there are, there are many methods out there. Um, 
you know, different different links that I could refer people to. Um, there's a there's a uh, United States of Catholic Bishops, USCCB. They have some great statistics on there that that go into different natural family planning methods. Um, there's a there's a link called naturalwomanhood.org. They're a great um, not specifically Catholic, but they're a great resource for fertility awareness, and they'll give you specific information of different methods. Um, four methods that I can just mention on here that we kind of talk about that have been shown to have a lot of the um, the, the scientific background with and um, and are not using any form of of barrier method too are methods called the symptothermal method. Um, there's a method called the, Mar- the Marquette method a method called the Billings ovulation method, and then the the method that I'm trained in called the Creighton model. Um, and like I said, so so for people out there to be aware that any method that is going to be using the information of the woman's natural natural times of fertility or infertility is going to be a great method that that you can use and that is in line with the Catholic Church and that we want to promote. Man, so good. So you mentioned the moral implications of of NFP and um, why the church frowns on certain other ways of sexual behavior between um, people. And I think it's important that as people working in a church and as ministers, like if someone ha- comes to you with that question, um, they might be asking a, a question that needs to be couched into a bigger or painted into a bigger picture. And so I think it's important to bring people to um, like the theology of the body by um, John Paul II, and and to understand how we were created as male and female, and how we fit together um, first, and then to, then to get specifically to um, sexual intercourse and and sexual behavior, and and how and why um, natural family planning is so important. So I think depending as somebody in ministry, if somebody comes to you, um, depending on how they where they are, that's important just to kind of. To, to know that and to maybe back up a little bit and bring, bring something to a bigger picture. But if somebody does come to you, um, Alex, what advice would you have on somebody who says, um, yeah, I just, I just don't get it or just don't trust it or, or why, why isn't this, why isn't this um, Catholic birth control? Like what is the difference? You did, you did touch on it just a little bit, but um, if you could just uh, kind of answer that as, as somebody working in the church, if I came to you and said, yeah, I, I don't know, man. We we've heard that before, and we just don't trust it. We just, uh, you know, we've been using birth control. And we just want to keep on doing what we're doing, and and um, you know, we're good. Like, what would you, what advice would you have for somebody from the a pastoral side? No, that's in, ex- that's in explaining great. it. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that the two points there. The first point you brought up, just how this is, it is such a bigger picture, and I think um, that. This is a reason why I just love talking about natural family planning and the understanding of of the woman's body, because like you said, Alan, um, you know, unless we have a deeper understanding of of, you know, theology of the body and, and why we were created this way, why, you know, why does the woman go through this every month? Why are there these these questions that we have to figure out? Um, and by by understanding um those, those deeper questions, it can really break through people that are having a hard time grasping this. And it really does affect, you talk about the pastoral, I mean, it, it affects all of us um, because it's an understanding of why we were created the way we were created. Um, and like, like we said in the very beginning, it doesn't always come natural to us. 
you know, this this natural family planning, this understanding of why we were created. It's not something that we're taught and we're got, getting into um, through through being young women, um, through being young men. A lot of times in the Catholic Church, we, you know, we're even trying to bring this up more. So, um, so my advice to um, you know any anybody in the church, um, <laughs> I guess that's that's a tough one. But I would just say um, definitely referring to to understanding more of the theology of the body. Absolutely, and you know, not being afraid to understand. Um, how how are we created? You know, specifically the the the, the female cycle. You know, um, knowledge really is power, and that's not a bad thing. You know, God gave us this information for a reason. He he, you know, he didn't he didn't mess up the way he designed us, right? So <laughs> so he he designed us this intricate way for a reason, and um, you know, he wants us to learn about this. He wants us to learn you know, why, why we have these, these cycles, why young men and women are struggling with this question. And, um, and, and I think, you know, that that also leads to confidence um, for young men and women, when they can have their answers, their questions answered through, you know, understanding how they're created, you know, getting into the theology of the body. Um, There's a, there's a, a peace that comes with that. And, and like I said, a confidence. And I think it, it does lead us back to God's beauty in his design. Um, the second question you talked about, um, you know, with the, the Catholic birth control, once again, let's talk about what is natural family planning. Okay. You're, you're the main teaching that we talked about from the Catholic church, right? Is that you are not blocking the transmission of life in every act of intercourse. So you're when you're when you're having when you're having sex in a fertile period for natural family planning and you're having sex in an infertile time using natural family planning, you're ne- you're never you're never blocking that possibility. So we call it that you're being open to life. That's what we call it, right? You're remaining open to life. So you're you're still allowing, you know, God to work, you're not you're not blocking that that procreative um, and and unitive. You're just using the natural times that are created created with the woman. Now, when you're using contraception, right? Even in a fertile period or even in an infertile period, you are are blocking that possibility of transmission of life, right? Now, why it's not so? Why it's not Catholic birth control? Because of that exact reason. We're not controlling the possibility. We're not blocking the transmission of life. We're using the God-given times in our cycle. So really, it's a myth when people say, you know, I'm using, it's the same thing as contraception, or I'm using Catholic birth control. That really is the wrong language. We cannot say that. It is not the same thing. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's you know, what is contraception? We're blocking life. That's what contraception is. When a couple is using natural family planning the correct way, using the Creighton model the correct way, they cannot be blocking life the way the method is designed. If you're using the way the method is designed, there is no way you can use it contraceptively, you know, just by the, 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 the definition, by the way, by the nature of what contraception is. We are not doing that. We're using God's design in our cycle. Now, the catechism does say it is, is the duty of the spouses that their desire is not motivated by selfishness, 
but in conformity with the generosity appropriate to responsible parenting. Hmm. So there is there is a way that you you know I guess I guess you could use the word abuse, but you know there is a way that we can use this method. This we can use God's design selfishly, right? You know, just like anything, you know, that God created this right way, we can use it the wrong way. So, you know, we have to we have to understand that we're not using it contraceptively, natural family planning when we use it the way we design, but there is a way you can use the method selfishly. There's no specific um guideline that's going to tell you okay Alan you and your wife are are being selfish in this time that how how you're using NFP me as a teacher you know when I'm working with couples it's not my my job it's not you know god doesn't give me the authority to tell a couple you're you're using this selfishly you know god in his beauty he designed this to be up to the couple and up to god to to be able to discern that and it's it's a really tough question to get into because it's not it's not a black and white answer you know it is a gray area but god does that on purpose really you know he wants us to to talk about this with our spouses he wants us to to you know pray about how we're using this method method are we using this selfishly um so I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, I think so. And I don't want to break your train of thought, but it makes me um, it, it brings up this thought I wanted to share with with people that as a couple who uses NFP um, versus contraception, it forces you, like you said, you can. There's chastity even in marriage. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. There's chastity in marriage, and so I, I would when I would talk about sexuality with when I was a youth minister well still a youth minister but I would when I'm talking with teens about about sex I would often say that chastity is for everybody whether you're single married uh consecrated you're still called to the same level of of chastity which is this level of in, this this idea of integrity with of body and your in your passions and so my wife is not my um like not my sex toy you know she's not just like there for me to use whenever I want to use her and so Natural family planning, when you were talking about God's wisdom and how he designed it, mm-hmm. it really forces you as a couple to to abstain during certain periods until you become like a master of your passions instead of your passions mastering you. And so you really do have to um, examine your your um, your uh, um, sort of looking for it starts with an I intention. Intention. Thank you. Love to, intention. to examine your intention as of what you're what you're doing. Absolutely. And so natural family natural family planning almost forces you to to do that. And so it's, it's, it's good. (laughs) No, you're exactly right. And, and, you know, and it's not, and I'm not here to say like that this is easy, right? Like it's not an easy thing. Um, but, but just like you're talking about chastity, I mean, that's not always easy, right? Like these good, good things, it's not, it's not necessarily going to be all roses and we're going to, you know, have this, um, you know, way of, of not, you know, figuring this perfectly out if we're being selfish or not, or, or, you know, being chased in marriage. But I think like you were saying, that's the, the beauty of it because, you know, anything, anything hard is, is worth good. And, you know, God's gonna, gonna help us through that. So, so let me ask you this, Alex, if you don't use an SP, are you a bad Catholic? Yes. You should call me right away. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just not a funny person at all, but that's as much as I can joke. <laughs> yes, you're a horrible Catholic. No. And that's and that's a great question. And you know, and it's just it really does go back to the theology of the body and how we're all created so differently and our marriages are all different. Our circumstances are all different. Um, you know, just like our, our selfish reasons can be all different discerning wise, you know, um, there's no, there's no church mandate that every Catholic must be using NFP. You know, we understand that yes, as, as, as Catholics, we're not going to be using contraception, right? Um, but no, you don't have to use NFP. You know, if your life situation is, you know, you're 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 open to life and you're um, you're not in in a season where you maybe quote unquote need to use this information. Absolutely not. There's no God gave us this information to have to use at our ability when when we need to or when we want to. But there's no necessity of having to use this. Yes, that's a great. That's a great point. There, I think that there's a misconception in the church that if you're Catholic, you have to have a hundred kids, and that you know there's almost like this um, weird Catholic competition. Is like I'm more Catholic than you because I have 17 kids and you only have 16 kids, and um, you know you don't have to you don't have to have a lot of kids. Like you're, there is a there's a such thing as responsible parenting. Can you talk about that for a minute? Yes, absolutely. We need to we need to to get to remove that that whole language. We need to remove the judgment around this. You know, the small percentage of us that are that are using natural family planning, that are are are, you know, being open to life, um we we need to unite together and we need to to not, you know, have this judgment of, well, if you're using natural family planning, why don't you have 20 kids or why don't you have I mean, that is just that's not what we're about, right? That is just the evil one trying to 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 disunify us. Um, you know, responsible parenthood, um, it even goes back to Pope John Paul II, St. John Paul, when he talked about theology of the body, and he talked about responsible parenthood. You know, it says right in the catechism that we talked about using this this information that's appropriate to responsible parenthood. What does that mean? I mean, that might mean something different to every couple in every situation. Um, there's another book, of course, that I that I love to reference. It's called The Sinner's Guide to Natural Family Planning by um, by Simon Fisher, and it it it's really funny. She actually, I think she has ten kids, but she um and she is just it's it's a really funny has some humor into it. But she talks about. Um, all of these different situations in her book. And one of the chapters I like how she says, she says, okay, um, she gives us four examples of women who, you know, they, they her, the, the couples might all be making the same amount of money and they might all be um, living in, in the same size house or, you know, and she gives these examples of, you know, why one couple is not not having this many kids or why this couple's struggling to decide should we be open to another kid and why this couple is just keeps having more kids and she talks about how you know there's there's this struggle in in chastity with this man and then this one woman is having weight issues and then this one like just things that are very personal and very specific to each couple and so responsible parenthood in one situation can look completely different to responsible parenthood in one situation. I mean, you, we can go on and on with examples, right? I mean, a woman who's suffering with miscarriage after miscarriage, you know, it might be a different that 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 discernment of responsible parenthood might look different in her situation as a family who, you know, the husband just lost his job or, you know, 
And that's going back to the whole thing where the church doesn't give us a black and white, this is responsible parenthood. You know, it leaves it leaves it up to the prudence of the couple and 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 praying with God. So so yes, you're not a bad Catholic if you have a million kids or if you're trying <laughs> to have a million kids. And and we we really need to remove the judgment with each other. We need to to you know have that lens of compassion and understanding um, when we talk about the family planning. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. I hadn't thought about that from the other perspective of oh, they only have two kids, so they must be in you know doing something wrong or in some kind of a state of sin or they must be using contraception or whatever. Um, yeah, we start to judge people because of their lack of kids. Uh, we don't know people's situations. We don't know if maybe they're struggling with conceiving. Maybe they have um, problems conceiving children. And so, can you talk real quick about? Um, NAPRO and what and what that what that is. It's we use the word NFP and I think like Creighton Model and Billings Model and these these terms you, you threw out there earlier we hear a lot. But the the term NAPRO, like N A P R O if you've never seen that written out, like what is that and, and why is it important to um Yes, great. So um so NAPRO stands for natural procreative technology. Okay. And and um what what NAPRO technology is is it's it, it is a whim, basically a women's health science okay that that uses the the woman's natural biomarkers um, that that we are able to get through specifically the Crichton model when when a woman is is charting through the Crichton model okay um, um, Napro can use that information to monitor and maintain and treat and evaluate basically any women's health issues. So I really should back up a little bit, but it we we almost talk, call it Catholic women's healthcare. NAPRO technology is 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 beautiful um, in the fact that it you it aims to work with the woman's underlying um, natural process and target what what is the underlying reason for this for this issue, like you mentioned, infertility. You know why infertility? First of all, um, you know is not a diagnosis. Okay, infertility is 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 a, a secondary cause. Something's causing that infertility. Okay, so with NAPRO technology, unlike mainline mainstream gynecological care, you know that will aim to kind of just do the same thing with every woman struggling with a repetitive miscarriage or infertility. You know. We want to know why is that happening. We we want to do specific targeted tests using the information we can get through a woman's cycle to to figure out is, is it a hormonal issue, is it an anatomical mm. issue, is it what? There's so many things that could be going on, um, and and Napper Technology is going to look at the woman as a whole, not just with infertility, but I also want to want to let everybody know. I mean, through through um, premenstrual syndrome, um, through um, any, you know, perimenopausal issues. I mean, any, any issue that, that you would think of as under falls under women's health, NAPRO technology is going to be an approach that is going to be natural. It's going to work with the woman's underlying, um, underlying cycle, underlying health to restore her natural cycle and to restore her natural health and work with her health. And, um, and and I do want to shout out, you know, that's spe- specifically to the method of of family planning that I teach, the Crichton model. That's why this method is very unique to the other methods of family planning, in that it is the only method 
that is used, that can use this medical information to work with a, a science and the NAPRO technology. So, um, you know, for, for, for people who are looking for um, kind of that double whammy of, you, you know, you can use this information for family planning and also use it to, you know, monitor and maintain and evaluate your, your procreative health. For anyone working in church ministry, just to be familiar with the term of NAPRO um, and NAPRO technology, I think is huge. And, you know, and it, it really shocks me that so many people have never heard of this. Um, you know, and I'm talking even specifically Catholic doctors, Catholic nurses, mm. um, you know, but but youth ministers, um, you know, um, priests. I mean, we all need to be educated um, as Catholics that, you know, there's this scientific, morally acceptable, um, highly effective science mm. that we can use for, you know, young teenagers who are struggling with something that that might, you know, might be using the pill for. Um, you know, we we know with NAPRO technology that, unfortunately, the, the birth control pill is just not good medicine. Okay. Right, right. You know, it's just not good medicine. It's not a good therapy. It's it's a very much a Band-Aid therapy. Um, it doesn't get to the underlying cause, you know, of why your teen is having acne, all of these things. So anyone working in the church, you know, to just be familiar with the term and just be able to to know um, that NAPRO technology exists as this alternative, maybe, you know, maybe just, you know, even pointing them to our, our website and learning a little bit more, naprotechnology.com, or learning who the, the NAPRO physicians are in your area um, who the Creighton model practitioners are in your area that can point you to that, um, I think is is really an awesome an awesome thing to share. Great, thank you so much. Yeah, I think I think you're right. There's people come into Azuri's office and they just they want answers and they've never heard. They just don't know that they have other options and that it's not just another option, but they have something that is, like I said, designed specifically scientifically for women's health. Um, and you won't find that at, at uh, Planned Parenthood either. <laughs> Speaking right. of, it's oh women's health, gosh. but uh, wow, yes. it's on the podcast. Oh, but. how unfortunate, yes. So she, she being Alex, mentioned that um, in the next podcast, we're going to talk about pastorally how to um, talk to people about this. So so please tune in next week when we're trying to talk about um, just pastoral concerns surrounding uh, natural family planning. So hopefully that answered your questions today. If you have any, any anything else you can please um, write in and we can get them over to Alex and she can answer them um, for you. You can, you can write in at Ascension Roundtable at ascensionpress.com. You can, you can also um, comment in the show notes. You can go to ascensionpress.com, click on the tab Media, then click on Podcast, Ascension Roundtable, and um, leave us a comment there. So there you have it. So thank you so much for joining us today, Alex. We'll see you guys next week and tune back in. Peace. Peace.